Yo, yo. Welcome to a post-game edition of the Forum Club. I'm your host, Jovan Buha, Lakers beat writer for The Athletic. And the regular season is officially over. The Lakers defeated the Pelicans 110-98 to in New Orleans in their regular season finale to finish the season 42-30 and in a three-way tie, actually, with the Dallas Mavericks and the Portland Trailblazers. But due to the tiebreaker rules, the Mavericks, who won the Southeast uh, Southwest Division, rather, uh, are the number five seed. The Blazers are the number six seed, and the Lakers are the number seven seed. So the top six in the West are set. It's Utah one, Phoenix two, Denver three, the Clippers four, Dallas five, and Portland six. And then seven to 10 are the Lakers at seven, Golden State at eight, uh, Memphis at nine, and San Antonio at 10. And of course, that seven to 10 are all in the play-in tournament. So the Lakers are going to host the Golden State Warriors on Wednesday at Staples Center at 7 p.m. Pacific time. LeBron versus Steph round, what, round five, uh, I guess, after after the four uh, times facing off in the finals. Uh, th- this is, I'm sure for the league, this was a dream scenario in terms of the play-in tournament. I, I don't think it would have been the same juice if it was Portland-Golden State. I don't think it would have been the same juice if it was Dallas Golden State. Those still would have been fun matchups, but you have LeBron and Steph, the two faces of the NBA over the last, well, you know, LeBron's case basically the last two decades, but really those two facing off as the faces of the league for the last six, seven years. Uh, so I think this is going to be, regardless of the outcome, a very fun matchup. Lakers already started as seven point. Uh, favorites. I'm not a big betting line guy, but for what that's worth, uh, Vegas already set that line as the Lakers as a seven point uh, favorites. And I think that makes sense, right? You know, it's on paper, the Lakers clearly have a much better team and and seven points in a single elimination game might even be low uh, to to be quite frank. But on the other side, you have Steph Curry and, and we saw what he just did to the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, scoring 46 points uh, to get that eight seed for the Warriors. I mean, they basically had their own version of a play-in game, a, a game seven uh, against Memphis today. And Steph just went supernova. And, and he took over that game at the end of it, hit three threes to, to really ice it and, and seal it and, and just was unguardable. And, and, you know, there's really, when he's cooking there might not be a tougher player to defend in the NBA. I mean, it's a very short list of him, LeBron, KD. You could probably throw AD in there, uh, Dame, Luca. Like, it's a very short list. And really, Steph is at is at the top probably because I, I think even I know Dame does some crazy stuff, but I just think it's not comparable. Steph is at a different level and. Uh, again, like his brilliance in a one-game setting. Uh, I mean, it's basically March Madness, right? And we saw what Steph did in Davidson. And we've seen what the 2021 Steph can do. So I'm still going to pick the Lakers to win that game, to be clear. I'm not trying to hype up the Warriors here. I'm just saying Steph is playing at an insane level. I mean, LeBron said after the game that, in his opinion, Steph is the MVP. And that if you just look at what he's done this year, there's really no reason why he shouldn't be the MVP and that he's basically single-handedly kept Golden State in this playoff mix. And 
I personally disagree with that. I think that Steph is probably second or third, depending on how you view Joel Embiid. To me, it's it's still Jokic. Uh, you know, the, the fact that they've lost Jamal Murray and have been able to win at the rate that they've been able to win at. He has not missed a game this season. I think that matters when looking at value. Um, and, and there's a lot of metrics that favor Jokic. So uh, I, I do think it's relatively close, but I, I for, you know, I don't have an official ballot, but if I did, I would put Jokic first. I, it would be tough for me going between Steph and Embiid. I think on a per minute and per possession basis, Embiid has been probably the best player this season. Uh, uh, so, you know, Steph versus Embiid, there's a, a games gap there. And that's where you might favor Steph and put him second. But, you know, we're also talking about a team that's in the eighth seed. And historically, uh, as I've written before, when I was talking about LeBron's candidacy earlier in the season, you historically have to be a top three seed in your conference to win MVP. And there are, of course, exceptions like Russell Westbrook winning it the one year in OKC where he was the sixth seed. But, you know, that, I mean, that that was more of a narrative-based award where he, he averaged the triple-double. It was, it was a, you know, KD had just left. It was a really good story. Uh, again, if you went by all the all-in-one metrics, a lot of them favored James Harden or Kawhi or LeBron. It was kind of a, a four-player race. And, and Russ was on top of some of those, but it wasn't as clear cut as the voting indicated. And I think, you know, th- this is a situation though, where Jokic to me clearly is the MVP. I, I think he's going to win in a landslide. Uh, I know Tim Bontemps has his straw poll, uh, but we're getting off, off track here. The, the point is, um, you know, I, to LeBron's point, Steph is playing at an insane level. I, I mean, this really is probably the, the on par, if not a little below his 2015-16 season. He's actually averaging a career high in points, averaging a career high in, in three-point attempts, set his actual career high against Memphis in in shots attempted and, and three-point shots attempted. So Steph has been gunning and, and he's really good at it. So uh, I think the Lakers are going to have their hands full. And, and that, you know, we, we can get into different things of like, you know, the bench and like what it's the rotation going to be and how are they going to defend AD and this and that? Like to me, the, the single most important thing in a Lakers Warriors uh, play-in game, you know, single elimination, it's kind of a mix of a game one and the game seven. Uh, to me, it's just how do the Lakers defend Steph? And if they have an A effort against Steph uh, or even a B effort, they probably, you know, I just don't see how they lose that game. But if it's like a C effort, if it's a D effort and Steph is able to, control the game get his shots get 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 to his spots like that can be a game that i think the lakers could lose and then now we're, we're having a different conversation uh but I, again i'm not saying that though i i do think that the lakers have the the requisite defenders in uh kcp dennis alex to stick on steph to uh re- really lock you know you're not going to lock him down but but get into him make things difficult for him they have the you know mobile uh, defenders on the perimeter in AD, of course, LeBron, Kuz, Wes, different guys that can switch on to him and and make and just kind of hang with him, dance with him a bit. I'm really interested to see what the center rotation is because I do think that this is a matchup that you probably want to go smaller in. This is a matchup I would go more AD at the five. And I think... On one hand, you can maybe say that that plays into Golden State's advantage a little bit just because they don't have a lot of size and they're susceptible to allowing points in the paint, allowing offensive rebounds and whatnot. But 
at the same time, with the way that Steph is going to attack you from the perimeter, from the pick and roll, um, and just the 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 trickle down effect of that, and the chain reaction of the Steph Draymond pick and roll, and then Draymond getting in the four on three game, I do think that the Lakers are probably better off going with like I, this is probably not a matchup that personally I would play. I go back and forth with Trez. I, I don't know where I'm at with him. I, I would personally, you know, I, I view this as more of a 80 at the five and and maybe some some Andre to punish them on the boards and some Mark for his ability to run the second unit offense. But even Mark is someone that Steph can target in, in the pick and roll. So I guess maybe this is a bit of a Trez matchup, um, de- depending on how you look at it. I, I just, I, it's hard for me to pick any center over 80 at the five. And, and I think playing a team that doesn't have a traditional center. I mean, it's going to be Kavon Looney, some Draymond Green. Like, I, I just, I think for the Lakers, their best bet is playing 80 at the five for at least half the game, if not more, and, and really just dominating that way. So you will see some Drummond. And, I mean, Drummond's going to start. I'd be shocked if he didn't start. Uh, I think based on tonight's rotation, it looks like Mark really is going to be that primary backup. I thought Frank went with... Uh, a a playoff rotation tonight. There was no Trez, no Keefe. So it was the starters, you know, Andre, AD, LeBron, KCP, Dennis. And then it was the two core bench guys, Kuz and Alex. And then a combination, kind of that eight through 10 of Mark, Wes, and Talon. And I recently wrote about the Lakers projected playoff rotation. I said those would be the 10 guys with Talon. Talon and Wes kind of trading off of being the ninth guy versus the 10th. But I currently have Wes as the ninth guy and Talon as the 10th, where Talon, to me, needs the ball in his hands. He needs to be the primary ball handler. And I just don't see enough minutes and reps for him to get that in the playoffs because you're always going to have LeBron or Dennis on the floor at all times. And any time one of those guys is on the floor, they're going to be the primary ball handler. And then if for some reason one of those guys isn't, then it's Alex. And as we've seen, I mean, he'll share the ball handling duties with, with Talon, but he is going to have the ball in his hands a little bit more. I mean, just kind of depends on the matchup and, and, and who's defending who and whatnot. But I do think that Talon is, is probably the 10th guy right now. I think Keith, Trez, and, and Ben are on the outside looking in in the rotation. Uh, ben only played one minute. Trez and, and Keith did not play at all. And this is in a game that the Lakers actually ended up playing, you know, 13 guys and just chose not to play Trez and Keith. So I think you're going to see the center rotation is going to be Andre, Mark, and AD. The the power forward rotation is going to be AD, Kuz, and LeBron. And then, you know, the, the small forward rotation will be LeBron, Kuz, uh, and Wes. And then the shooting guard rotation will be KCP, Wes, Talon, and Alex. And the point guard rotation will be Dennis and Alex. Uh, and maybe a little THT, but I think probably just Dennis and Alex. So um, I think that's the breakdown of the rotation. You might see Keefe, if the Lakers want to stay a little bit bigger with AD at the five, uh, you, you might see Trez against like a Phoenix, but I don't think he makes sense against Utah, Denver, or the Clippers. And Ben, if if West isn't shooting well, if Talon's struggling, maybe they throw in Ben as a potential spark plug guy, as a shooter that can get hot. But he just does not provide anything else. You know, doesn't handle the ball, doesn't play make, doesn't defend, doesn't rebound. Uh, he's pretty much just a shooter. So I think that is going to be the nine to ten man rotation. We, we saw it tonight. 
in the the you know season finale. And I think it makes a lot of sense. And, and that, that's what I predicted uh, last week. And, and it looks like, you know, Frank feels the same. Uh, final thing I, I will say that Lakers are the number seven seed. And of course, could end up being the number eight seed, depending on the, the Golden State outcome. But number seven seed, no team has ever won the title being the number seven seed. Uh, the, the lowest was that 95 Rockets team, which also repeated, but was the sixth seed. And as I've said before in this podcast, and as I've written before, no team has ever repeated with their two best players missing more than 45 games. The 2018 Warriors uh, had Steph and KD miss 45 games. They're the team that has missed the most games to their two best players. Lakers are now at 63 missed games for LeBron and AD. So they're blowing that mark out of the water. So if they win the title, and I, I think it's clearly still on the table, this this is going to, you know, they're going to break the mold of what we've ever seen from a, a champion, from a repeat champion, and and just the, 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 the gauntlet that they're going to have to go through in, in the West and then in the finals, and just the, the amount of, adversity and, and lack of continuity and, and all these different things that they've had to deal with this season. I think it, it just would, would be something we've never seen before. So I, I just think that's, that's fascinating to me, but I actually think all things considered the Lakers playoff path broke in their favor because yes, they have to play in and that's going to be tough. It, you know, again, single elimination. If, if they lose that, then I'm, I might change my tune a little bit, but looking at hypothetically, they beat golden state. They have Phoenix in round one, which we, we just saw them beat Phoenix without LeBron, Dennis, and Kuz. I, I don't see how Phoenix matches up with AD or LeBron. I think people forget first game against Phoenix, LeBron had 38 points and just absolutely crushed them, going downhill at will, getting into the paint, finishing, drawing fouls. Like LeBron just dominated them uh, and, and was the reason why you know the Lakers even had a chance in that game. So I, I do not think, uh, Phoenix has a good matchup for LeBron or AD uh, for, for as good as Mikael Bridges is defensively. I, I just, you know, Jay Crowder, like I, I just, I don't see it. Uh, so I think Lakers have two huge advantages in the front court to, to just go along with their, in, in general, their, their size and length and ability to pound Phoenix on the offensive glass, to protect the rim, to, to score in the paint, like all these things. I, I just think to me, that's a five or six game series. I'm undecided on, on which way I'd go. I'm probably leaning towards six, giving Phoenix a little bit of the benefit of the doubt for it to at least be a series, but I, I'm I'm considering five as well. So I, I'm going to have to dig into some film and, and make a decision there, but I, I'm going to pick them to go past Phoenix. So let's say they go past Phoenix. Now they're playing Denver or Portland, which is to me a, a huge break. Uh, I, I think people are, are, are sleeping on. Uh, so, I mean, one, they don't have to play the Clippers, which uh, you know, the Clippers had some strategic decisions in, uh, in, in who they played and, and the Houston loss, the OKC loss. Uh, you know, the, the Clippers went from having like an outside shot at number two to falling all the way to number four. And I think it's a break for both sides where now the Lakers and Clippers will not match up until the conference finals if they do match up. Uh, but I, I thought that, that was an interesting thing. I, I, know, I know Lakers Twitter has been talking about that. But one of the benefits for the Lakers is for me, if I was ranking Clippers, Dallas, Denver, Portland as potential second round matchups for the Lakers, I would say the Clippers, you know, definitely the hardest, right? And, and 
so that, that's a win that they're not matching up with them. But if you're asking me to rank Dallas, Denver, and, and Portland, for me, Portland's last for sure. But Dallas, Denver, I think I'd actually go Dallas as the harder team. And I mean, I saw them up close last postseason and what Doncic was able to do and the way that no matter what the Clippers threw at him, he just torched them. And I know you know, Lakers, obviously, I think have a better a better defensive talent. Don't have necessarily the the wing stoppers at the level of a Kawhi or, or PG when those guys are really locked in. But overall, of course, AD is AD. LeBron, like Lakers have more defensive talent or a better defensive team. No, no question. They're the best defensive team in the league. So I, I think they would be better equipped to match up with Dallas. But we, we've seen, I mean, we just saw the, the, the two games in Dallas. Like Dallas is not a... I would still pick the Lakers over Dallas, but if you're asking me Dallas versus Denver or Dallas versus Portland, I would probably make the case that Dallas is a tougher matchup. So for the Lakers to probably get the two easier teams out of that four team combination that was kind of playing musical chairs there at the end to kind of avoid the Lakers, uh, for them to get the two easier teams matched up in their side of the bracket, that to me is a win because if the Lakers play Denver or Portland, I'm picking them in five. Uh, so we're looking at a situation where the Lakers as the seventh seed could beat Phoenix and then Denver or Portland in 10 games total, right? Like they, they could be eight and two heading into the conference finals. I would not rule that out whatsoever. They're the seventh seed. They're going to have to win four series on the road. They have to play in the play-in game. Like there are some things that aren't in their favor, but at the end of the day, assuming they win the play-in game, which they should, Phoenix, Denver slash Portland, and then Clippers slash Jazz is as easy as the playoff path realistically could have been. I mean, of course, if they were a top seed, they could have played Portland in round one or something, or Golden State or whoever would have been their first round opponent, and that's easier. But once we knew they were going to be a lower seed, I think this path of essentially Phoenix slash Denver in some order, I was saying it ended up being Phoenix. Phoenix first then probably Denver second but like that was again like ranking the top four teams I would probably go again the Clippers the hardest I'd probably go Utah second hardest for the Lakers I actually like Phoenix more than Utah but in terms of matchups I think Utah is probably a tougher matchup for the Lakers than Phoenix so again in terms of who they're playing in the top four to get to the conference finals I think they're playing two easier teams matchup wise for them most likely to get to the conference finals so for me I think the Lakers similar to Philly in the east have a clear shot to the conference finals when they get there they will have the Clippers or the Jazz or who knows Dallas maybe and that will be a tougher matchup that I think is probably a six game series, uh, maybe even seven if it's the Clippers. But I think this broke right for them. I mean, they're, they're looking at a situation where they, they maybe, depending on how the bracket went, could have had like Utah, then the Clippers, and then whoever was remaining but between like Phoenix, Dallas, Portland uh, on the other side. And, and that would have been uh, an easier conference finals, but, but definitely a harder first two rounds and, and having to go through Utah and the Clippers. So uh, again, I think all things considered, this is a win for the Lakers. Um, I think at full strength and, and when they're clicking on all cylinders, it doesn't matter who they're playing. So, I'm, you know, to be, to be clear, like uh, even that worst case scenario of like Utah Clippers and then let's say Phoenix, that, I mean, they could still go through that and, and lose like four games. But I do think that this really broke right where they're going to be able to handle Phoenix and then I think handle Denver or, or Portland relatively easily and then the conference finals will be tougher but this is going to get them going this is going to get them finding that rhythm getting that momentum getting that continuity 
And I think gelling at the right time going to the conference finals. So I, I am much more uh, bullish on the Lakers after seeing the way, you know, having a five game winning streak heading into the playoffs, having LeBron look as good as he's looked, having AD really find his rhythm, uh, having everybody healthy, and, and then also having the playoff bracket go like this. Uh, I, I'm optimistic, you know, and, and uh, I'm not trying to jinx it. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see how things play out, but uh, we'll have a, a, We'll wrap up here. We'll have a uh, pod with Anthony Slater previewing the the Lakers Warriors matchup and and getting more into the the X's and O's and, and uh, the rotations and, and the matchups there. You know, kind of what to watch. And I'll have a story up on the Athletic uh, breaking all that down, X factors, et cetera, et cetera. But just want to give you guys my my first thoughts on Lakers Warriors. Uh, my my first thoughts on the West playoff bracket and just where I'm at with the Lakers right now, which is a much different place than I was at two weeks ago. Uh, you know, I, I like to, as I say, keep it real with you guys. I, I like to tell you my unfiltered opinion uh, of just kind of where I'm at in that moment. And it can change game to game, week to week, right? Like I, I, I was not as optimistic a couple of weeks ago, but things have broken in, in the Lakers favor right now. And I think it's looking really good for them to at least get to the conference finals, but really most likely finals. And then, you know, we'll see who they're playing Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and and kind of that matchup. But um, I'm optimistic. You know, again, we, we saw LeBron almost tweak his ankle, and he said it's fine. So that's kind of the one thing where like you're gonna have to be watching out for LeBron and AD's health this whole time. But as long as those two guys stay healthy, uh, I like the Lakers' chances in a seven game series against just about anybody. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Yovan Buha. That's at J O V A N B U H A. Also follow me on TikTok. Uh, and uh, if you've not subscribed to this podcast, you can do so at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The Athletic, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, be sure to subscribe. And if you have not subscribed to The Athletic, you can do so by going to theathletic.com or subscribing off of one of my stories. We have the $1 new subscriber deal back. It's $1 a month for the first six months of a subscription. So if you've been waiting to subscribe to The Athletic, now is your chance. Go to my Twitter at Yovan Buha at J-O-V-A-N-B-U-H-A. Subscribe off of one of my linked stories. It'll help me out. Uh, and you'll also get that great deal of, I mean, basically $6 for six months. And uh, that's the price of a very expensive coffee. Uh, and you can enjoy all the great content that we have, not only for the Lakers and the NBA, but across all sports at this point. Um, even non-sports stuff, we, we've branched out into pop culture and, and different things. So uh, be sure to jump on that. Uh, it, it expires in a couple of weeks. Uh, the deal expires. So uh, be, be sure to, to get on that. Uh, but thank you guys again for listening. I'll be back in 24 hours or so uh, to talk more about the Lakers Warriors plan.